Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Wednesday morning, halfway point of the week. Thank God this week needs to fly by. All right, so a little bit of drama going on in the uh, pro golf world with the announcement of some of the uh, pros going to a different event in London while the PGA Tour is happening. Some guys are like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of a an unknown territory, if you will. <laughs> You uh, sensing a little bitterness on both sides? There is, and I think it's probably going to be forthcoming, not from a majority of the PGA players, but certainly by some of them. The tour that you're referring to is the LIV International Tour. LIV is spelled L-I-V, and it's an international financial concern backed by the Saudi and Arabian government. They have put $400 million into an effort to upgrade their image, so to speak, worldwide in sports. They're trying to make a major name for themselves, and they have chosen golf to start this out. Well, this Live International Tour begins in London, and it begins this weekend. It's only a 54-hole tournament, and there's no cut, so everybody makes some money. All, Almost all the rest of the events are here in this country. And what they have done is gone to the PGA players and said, who wants to come over? Well, there's some who have. Bill Mickelson, Dustin Johnson yesterday gave up his PGA card. He said, no. I don't want to play PGA, I'm going to play this. That's for eight events, but there's a lot of money that's involved in this. Tiger Woods, incidentally, turned it down. They offered him nine figures, nine figures to go over there. Of course, he doesn't really need the money as such. But he said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with the PGA. Anyway, there are PGA pros who are criticizing those who have taken this, not because they're going to another tour, but because the tour is backed by the Saudi Arabian government, which has a terrible record for human rights violations. And some of the, well, the pros who have gone over there said, well, we're keeping politics out of this. And the argument is, how can you when this Where'd country... Where'd that money come from? Well, sure. <laughs> Look what it's come from. There's the key right there. So, yeah, there is, there is bitterness going on. Uh, the U.S. Open is this coming week. Now, the U.S. Open is not run by the PGA. It's run by the United States Golf Association. Different organization, but the two of them work hand in hand. Nonetheless, the U.S. Golf Association has said that the players from the Live Tour can play in the U.S. Open coming up in Brookline, Massachusetts uh, next week. So they can play, and Dustin Johnson says he wants to, and Bill Mickelson says he wants to. Tiger Woods is not playing. But it has nothing to do with this controversy. No. He said something to the effect yesterday that his leg is simply not strong enough. So he will not be involved this time. Wants to go to Great Britain and play in the British Open. That's his, that's his big one. But over and above all that, there is some rancor going on in the world of golf. Interesting to see how this is going to turn out. It is. It's going to be interesting. It also is a really nice lesson on now, everyone has a price. Some of us are a little cheaper than others, and some of us are more expensive than others. <laughs> All right. How many years of eligibility will the uh, former Bears basketball star have in his new home? Yeah, that's Isaiah Mosley, to whom you're referring, and he is going to wear the uniform of the Missouri Tigers, black and gold. Of course, Mosley is from Columbia, played at Columbia Rockbridge, and Conzo Martin apparently never tried to recruit him, or if he did, it wasn't. A solid offer. But whatever the case, Mosley's been down here for three years playing for the Bears. He is 500 points away from becoming the Bears' all-time leading scorer. Good player. 
I hesitate to call him a great player, one of the greats, but he's certainly a very good player. Anyway, he declared for the NBA draft, number one, pulled out of it, and then declared for the transfer portal. We had to do that by May 1st. He did. There is no deadline when you have to choose another college. But Missouri is his choice, and he's going there. What eligibility will he have? He played three years down here, so he has one more at Mizzou and maybe two. And the second year would come from his COVID allowance if he chooses to do that. Well, Mosley fancies himself, and and maybe rightfully so, as a, a pro prospect, and he may be. But over and above all that, he'll certainly play this year and maybe next for the new coach, Dennis Gates, up in Columbia. Uh, What do you think about that new coach? Hard to say. He's coming over to Mizzou from Cleveland State. Cleveland State's a former conference member with the Bears back in the old days of the AMCU. They're now a Horizon League that is not considered to be the highest level of basketball. As a matter of fact, I think it's below the Valley. Mm-hmm. But Missouri hired him. He had a pretty good record in three years there. Had Cleveland State doing some good things. So the Tigers are, of course, anytime you hire somebody new, you're taking a chance. And that's what they're doing in this case. Uh, we'll see if the new blood helps. Uh, last but not least, we've busted out the giant, dusty old book of Ned Reynolds' facts on this day in baseball history. <laughs> What happened, June 8th? 67 years ago. That does not seem possible. But here we take it for granted. The Major League Baseball draft, well, it isn't to be taken for granted because it's relatively, in relative terms, it's new, 67 years old. Very first ever Major League Baseball draft was held on this day, June the 8th, 1965, and the first player chosen was a fella you may or may not remember. Rick Mundy was a very fine star with the... Gosh, the Dodgers and the A's and the Chicago Cubs made uh, quite a name for himself in Major League Baseball. He was the very first player chosen out of Arizona State University, and the team that chose him, the Kansas City A's. (laughs) And that was 67 years ago today. So did the Royals get to right the ship yesterday? They did not. Golly. They have been now at 18 innings and maybe more and been able to go back and check what they did this weekend. I think they probably scored some runs, but at least 18 innings without scoring a run. Got shut out again last night, 7 to nothing. This poor club, the bottom has fallen out of this franchise. I don't know what the problem is. There's, there is a problem. And oh. you say, well, there's no offense. Yes, there is. There is offense in that lineup. Gosh, you've got Perez, you've got Witt, you've got Merrifield. Hey, these are guys who can hit the ball, and nobody is doing it. Lost last night to the Toronto Blue Jays, 7-0 consecutive shutouts, and now they're now 17-39 and 39 on the year. I'm swallowing out. Sad times. <laughs> sad times to wear the uh, blue jerseys. They're better than this. I agree, too. It's it's sad. Uh, but then you look on the other side of the state, and you got a pretty good St. Louis Cardinals team, don't you? They they are good, but uh, they they still need help in pitching. Last night, they have the, uh, they're have they playing the Tampa Bay Rays down in St. Petersburg, and game went into extra innings. This is the third straight extra inning yeah. game now for the Cardinals. And the Cardinals got a, a 2-1 to lead in the 10th inning and then lost the game on a walk-off home run, lost it 4-2. to to start out their series in Tampa, or actually St. Petersburg. So they'll have uh, two more games down there before coming home to take on the Cincinnati Pinks. That's what I'm calling them because they aren't the Reds anymore. They're not hitting the ball at all. (laughs) Anyway, over and above all of that, uh, the Cardinals did lose last night. Springfield Cardinals go down to Midland, Odessa, Texas, and bang out 20 hits. 20 hits in a 7-3 win. That's a nice win. McGreevy got the uh, win for the Cardinals. 
And they're coming on. They're a better baseball team from what they have played so far. They need to come together and get their pitching back in order. But, hey, if that all works, it's a pretty good ball club. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't believe we're at where we are in the season already. It feels like it just started a couple weeks ago. Um, so how many horses are going to be at the Belmont this weekend? This is the third jewel in racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes, and there are only eight. Eight horses that will take the track. It's a mile-and-a-half run at Belmont Park in New York. This is a very interesting race because when they line it up, the Kentucky Derby winner, which avoided the Preakness this year, uh, is entered in this one, and that's Rich Strike. But Rich Strike is not the favorite. The favorite is We the People, and We the People has the inside post, the number one slot right on the rail. That's usually the ideal position in, in racing. If you have, marginally speaking, a lesser route to go, but over and above all that, we the people, Rach is the favorite. Rich Strike is third in this one. It'll be an interesting eight-horse race. That's all that's running in the Belmont this year. What's uh, Ned Reynolds putting his chocolate chips on? If, if I knew the thoroughbreds a little bit better and, and played the ponies a little bit more, I'd give you a guess, but I, I don't know them. I would have to think that Rich Strike, being the derby winner and a horse that showed that it can come from behind, I would think that has to rate as a pretty good choice. You might be putting some down back on old Rich Strike again. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, in hockey, Eastern Stanley Cup semifinals happening. Who got the win yesterday? The Tampa Bay Lightning, 4-1 to one over the New York Rangers. That series is now tied at two games apiece, and the Colorado Avalanche has to be loving all this because they're sitting back, relaxing, healing the bumps and bruises of their previous games and the season, for that matter, and just waiting to see who's going to win because the Avalanche is already in. And they're just waiting, waiting to see who they'll play for the Stanley Cup. And then, of course, we've got uh, the finals NBA back in Boston tonight. Too, this, this is game three, and it comes up in Boston tonight. The Celtics and the Golden State Warriors, and the series is tied at a game apiece. This is also another fascinating matchup. I think player for player, in my opinion, the Warriors are probably a little bit better ball club, a little bit better shooting ball club, but you don't sell the Celtics short on anything. No, you don't. Uh, we'll see what happens. going to be a late night for you guys if you're watching <laughs> that one, Ned. I'll see you tomorrow.